Hello and welcome back to uh, another episode of You Said 100 Miles. <laughs> um, thank you for joining us again. My name is Bob and joining me today is my lovely co-host Sass. Hello. Um, and we're, we're here. This is, I think, episode six now. It did sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're, we're getting, uh, fairly far along now and, uh, just kind of, uh, set the stage timeline wise, um, as it relates to my hundred miler, uh, I am, we are 16 days out from it at this point. Mm. I have done all my longest runs. I have done all my training races. Um, and now it's just kind of the descent into the race uh so uh you know hopefully this episode will actually be up before the race <laughs> <laughs> we all have uh, dreams yes <laughs> we have dreams right um but uh so yeah that, that's kind of where we're at and uh so uh you know i i guess we should just start with um you know what in the last two weeks, I've or in the since the last time we podcasted, uh, I've run a couple miles. You know, one or two, I would say. Like you at least got a five k in there, right? At least five k. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. a nice solid five k. Yeah, good solid five k. Um, and then maybe a few more. Yeah, yeah, like like fifty, something like that, something like that, like some crazy number. So it's a big number, yeah. Um, so uh, I did, I did run. So let's start. Um, I guess with Chicago. Okay, so I, I actually have to ask you. Yeah. Have you been running for a solid year now at this point? Because I remember when you did the Chicago Marathon the first time. Was that like the first time you were originally like, this is a really long race and I'm going to try this? Yeah. So so it's been a solid year. Like, have you reflected on that at all? I was starting to think about it a little bit today because I, 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 I keep track of some stuff through this website called Smash Run. Mm-hmm. And one of the things it tells you is you're trailing um, 365 mileage okay so you know it's it's it which is an interesting metric to look at and just see like on the whole how much volume are you hitting and my graph looks hysterical (laughs) because it's basically like whoop um you know anyone who's going to start running it's going to do that but usually it's like let's get up to like i don't know maybe a thousand miles Mm -hmm. mine's I'm almost at 2,000 miles. Okay. So like a very strange mountain just appeared on your graph. Yes. <laughs> I'll have to show you later. It is it is kind of hysterical. I showed <laughs> some folks online. They were like, that doesn't look like 10% every week. Yeah, you're like, I feel like maybe that's a little more than expected. Um, when you when you ran the Chicago Marathon, did you expect like, you know, after this, I think I'll find longer races or, or were you actually, were you expecting a lot of people I know sign up for a marathon and think like, this is it. This is like mm-hmm. a life goal, but I will never run this far again. Like what was your, what was your goal with the first marathon considering now you've run a second one and quite a lot of longer races in between? Um, well, I think I knew I wanted to do more. Okay. Um, I didn't. So that was like, so after, before Chicago last year, 
I was signed up for the Dopey Challenge in Disney. Oh, right. Right. The first race I thought you were crazy at. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> you keep, but uh, Bob, every time I every think time. like this is it, you move that, uh, you move that line. That crazy you needle. Line. Yep. You move it just a little bit. <laughs> just, just push that needle. Um, yeah. No. So I, before, and because of the way that registration for that race is, it was like, I had to register for it before I'd even run a half marathon. So oh boy. <laughs> it was like, I'm not sure what the hell I was smoking, but I came up <laughs> with this like idea that this was a good idea to sign up for the dopey challenge. And it's like, I, you dummy, you've not, you've what? Um, so, but I, I think from, from my perspective, I was just really happy with how like, training was going and I was enjoying running all the time. And I said, I just, you know, I wanted to have back then I wanted to have just a race on the calendar to be like, okay, I've got something to keep training for through the holidays. So I don't just let myself go. Okay. So originally Chicago was just kind of a a way to keep you honest almost. Um, Dopey was. Dopey was. Okay, dopey, dopey was. was Ch- Chicago was more. Chicago was. I. I just want to see if I can do this. Okay, that's fair. And then I kind of going through training for Chicago. I kind of came to the conclusion. It's like okay, I I know I can. I know I can finish a marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how well I can finish a marathon. I, with no clue. But I know I can. Finish. It might be miserable as fuck, but uh, I will know. never forget that you told me. I think your headphones gave out at some point, and that sounds like hell to me. Like yeah. running without your headphones is. I I, I might have stopped. I might have just been like, well, well, it's fine. I'll just get on the L I mean, and I'll go home. And it died in the worst place too. It was like at mile fourteen in the West Loop, Ugh. like right not far from the United Center, and there's it's just the the. It's the spot of the route with just the least fan support. And mm. it was like, oh, come on. Um, and uh, fortunately, I didn't have that problem this year. But Oh, good. You know, it's but Chicago last year was really just like, hey, I want to see what I can do. Can I do this? Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't, when I signed up for Chicago, like in, in the backtrack that a little bit, I remember when I got up to running 10K. And, uh, and I remember having the thought of, I wonder, like, seriously, how much harder would it be mm-hmm. to build up to a marathon? And, and what's, you know, could I envision myself doing this even though, like, months very few months before that like i was struggling to run for two minutes okay so it 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 was kind of a wild thing and it was kind of so and i think a lot of what's pushed me is like this wanting to capitalize on momentum Mm. and 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 the progress i've been making and so when i when i got done with chicago um, you know, it started getting the wheels turning a little bit. Okay. And what really got me thinking about ultras was the, I ran the half marathon at the Badger in 2021. 
uh, and the Badger is a race put on by 10 Junk Miles, uh, where they have a half marathon, marathon, 50K, 50 mile, 100K, and then the 100 mile is the 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 king of that weekend. Um, so I'd heard about them. You know, I went to that race and then found out about that podcast, and I started listening to them. And there was this really cool story about these two wrestlers who okay. are coaches at the University of Wisconsin, uh, Chris Bono and John Reeder, who they got hooked up with this guy named Pete Ripmaster, um, who is uh, kind of an incredible ultra runner mm. who who's finished the I Did a Ride. He won the I Did a Ride. Wow. Um and I did a ride trail invitational, I should say, not the I did a ride. That's the sled dog race. Um, but they got hooked up with him, and they got convinced that they could finish a hundred mile race, and the longest they'd ever done was ten miles. Oh my god! <laughs> and I, I I love the confidence. Though. Yeah, I love the confidence. I, and I mean, these guys are like world class athletes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, just not runners. And so they. You know, they went to the Badger and they finished that damn race. Okay. Uh, they did it. Um, and just listening to their story and everything they went through, and it was like, to me, it was like, okay, these guys aren't runners. Mm-hmm. They're tough as shit. And, you know, I'd met, like, but they're not runners. I'm a runner. And I mean, obviously the runners, but... You know, it's like, I'm, I'm training for this. I'm, I'm paying attention to like my gear and like really trying to learn from the community. Sure. Like if those guys can do it, I could do it. Okay. I mean, that that does make sense. I am constantly shocked being in in solid shape is a good base for anything but yep. like when you switch it up like i'm a really good runner that doesn't necessarily mean i'm going to be the best swimmer cuz it's right. just different technique different your body is moving in a different way so even like you know they're great wrestling coaches they're great at, at this particular thing but yeah running is a little different it yep. might it might shock you to be like i mean i i always think it's an incredibly unfair to to do any other sport and just be like oh come on like just good immediately like right. i'm already in shape yep I know. But yeah, so I heard their story and it's a great listen. I would recommend that episode of the podcast um, to anyone. And they're, um, they, that was really kind of inspiring for me. And it was after, and then after Chicago, when I finished it, just, I decided, no, I'm going to, I'm going to do a hundred. Okay. Um, and so I kind of set out looking for a race. And so this is before I've even run Dopey at this point. Did you uh, run anything between um, the Chicago Marathon and Dopey? Did anything happen in between that? Or was it just training? Um, I had the Naperville Half Marathon, mm-hmm. which was the week after Chicago. Oh, was that in the ungodly heat? No, no, no. Oh, that was okay. That was a different. No, Chicago was the ungodly heat. Oh, jeez. Naperville half marathon was really actually quite cold and very pleasant to run in. (laughs) Um, And then I ran like this eight mile race Mm -hmm. in um, in uh, the forest preserve over here. That was um, kind of 
miserable because I wasn't feeling well. And then there was another short eight mile short uh, eight mile trail race um, in in Palos. But nothing like nothing like you're kind of doing right now. Where a no, lot of times I talk big. to you and you're you're if it's not if it's not a marathon, it's an ultra or it's like a half marathon yeah. kind of a thing. Okay. No, it, it was yeah no, I didn't have any really big races in that stretch of time. Um, or rather, should say no goal races. Okay. Right. Cause like, I mean, you could have a 10 K be your a race. That's your goal. Right. You're going all out for it and you're going to train really hard for it. Mm-hmm. Or you can just sign up for a 10 K and go out and race, have a good day. Um, but yeah, no goal races in that stretch of time. It was really just building volume. Okay. So that's why, so I went from training you know training for chicago to training for dopey to training for the earth day 50k to training for the sugar badger to kind of training for christmas in july okay um to training for um the chicago marathon and tunnel hill um and and kind of like everything i've done since the sugar badger has really been training for tunnel hill so you know christmas in july that wasn't a goal race that was to train for tunnel hill okay chicago wasn't a goal race it was to train for tunnel hill i'm really curious though what did you notice any big differences between running the chicago marathon now and running it a year ago like other than the headphone misfortune <laughs> did it did it feel a little easier to do or were there parts of it where you're like this was this was really hard last year and i don't feel like it's quite as it's difficult this year there were there definitely a number of things i felt differently about uh, like one um the mystique of the race was definitely tamped down mm. so it was like it's still a big deal it's one of the biggest marathons in the world and it's um it's a fantastic race in a fantastic city um but like kind of that that aura around it mm-hmm. is just a little less and it's like that took a lot of stress away okay that's good from it um and you know like i was actually able to sleep a little bit the night before <laughs> not much it's an important thing um i don't care what it is any any race i've ever done the night before i'm like all right body let's do this let's get a good night's sleep no never happens no that's why it never happens right it's so important like the two weeks before your race sleep as well as you can because you you can really race really well if you don't sleep at all the night before mm-hmm. a race as long as you're well rested coming into it mm-hmm. um but so that you know that the 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 stress of it was less um knowing that i wasn't going out there like to actually like I didn't really have a goal for the race, mm-hmm. you know, going into it. In fact, like it was, if anything, it was kind of weird for me to try and figure out like, what am I trying to do okay. at the, the Chicago marathon? Um, well, considering this was one of your kind of goalpost race races last year, now yeah. to have it just sort of be a part of a training regiment for something else. Yeah. And I, I think I've said this before, like before I think I was talking to you, I assumed you couldn't go any further in a race than a marathon. I really thought like, no, 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 marathon, that's it. You know, nobody runs further than that. And so yeah. as a result, it's got, like you said, like an air of mystique around it. Like it's, yeah. if you tell people I've run a marathon, they they have a variety of expressions for you. Mm-hmm. Um, now I feel like you tell people that you, your race number is and they faint. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
it is it's weird because people people really don't know that much about ultras Mm -hmm. um in general it's it is still it's it's gaining popularity um but it is still a relatively unknown space unless you are a runner Mm -hmm. and even runners like i people in my club will you know ask yeah we'll be talking about them and they'll be like wait what mileage is that (laughs) and like um you guys uh, wait how does that work like just a lot of a lot of um people just aren't very curious about them because and i and i think a lot of the reason for that is people know how hard it is to run a marathon i mean if in terms of like which is funny because like if i think in terms of what i would want like if you said okay i'm gonna send you out on saturday and you get to choose between you know a a marathon a road marathon or a trail 50k Mm -hmm. i'm gonna pick the trail 50k every time um because the trail 50k is kind of fun and you can kind of just enjoy yourself and be out in nature whereas a road marathon is they're still fun but you're like there's just something about a marathon that you are going to push yourself so much hard. You're going to push the limit um, the entire time. So I, I do think there's something about trail racing and ultra marathons though. That is, it is growing in popularity because you can go out and uh, it's more accessible to, to more people, I think. Mm-hmm. So but what else was different about Chicago this year? Um, I mean, it was just in better shape. Uh, Were you? How was it the next day? Less pain, more pain, like and exhausted probably. But um, was your recoup time better? Recoup time was pretty good. Okay. Um, I don't remember being particularly um like banged up after Chicago last year though. Um, I think we. I felt like more like long lasting effects from Chicago. Okay. I like two or three weeks later, I was like exhausted and I couldn't run and stuff like that. And that is something that, you know, people say about running marathons is like the way it it hits you can be all sorts of weird. Like you can be screwed up for a month um, (laughs) because you're pushing your body to its, to its limit. Like we'll get to my 50 mile race soon, but it's, like you just in a longer race you're you're not like pushing your heart rate at the limit the whole time mm-hmm. you're not you're not you you have recovery time during the race stuff like that stuff you don't typically get in a marathon um incidentally is one of the reasons why walk run uh the jeff galloway method um is you know uh increasing in popularity in the marathon crowd but um so that recovery time was better um or the same i i was running again within 2 days mm-hmm. um i had uh you know i ran uh, almost 40 minutes faster than last year wow okay what was your, what was your total time by the end of it again this time. Uh, this time it was four nineteen fifteen. Okay. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And last year it was four fifty eight fifty eight. Did you feel pretty proud of yourself after that? I mean, I would oh, think yeah. I would hope you'd take a minute just to be like, eh, I'm a badass. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I was I was super thrilled with that. Good. And and it, you know, it was one of those things where um you know, it it it, it was sitting in the back of my mind like what if this was my A race for the year? And I, I just said, no, we're going, I'm going to go and leave it all out on the course. What, you know, how, you know, where would I have ended up? Mm-hmm. You know, might've been able to break the 415 barrier. Um, maybe, I don't know. And I would have also run it a different strategy. So going into the race, um, again, it was trying to like think about what what were my goals for the race, and what I ultimately decided was, I kind of want to see where my limit is. Okay. So, you know, we, I was talking about it with a friend of mine about how I should pace it, and he had suggested to me to run nine forty five miles. Define limit for me, like limit, like, you know, you are literally, your body is going like, I can't go another step limit. Like this is as many miles as I can ever go. And I shouldn't cross this number again. So I, I, by limit, I mean, what is, what is my, what is the ideal pace for me for a marathon? That makes sense. So, you know, in, in that be, and so we were talking about like being a little more conservative mm-hmm. and saying, okay, run 945 miles. You should be able to run faster than that, but run 945s. And, you know, when you get into the last 10K, if you feel good still, mm-hmm. then book it. Okay. Um, which is if you want to run a smart race, that would have been the way to go. Mm-hmm. But I said, you know, I'm not going to cross the four hour mark with that strategy. And I don't think I'm a four hour runner yet. Mm -hmm. I was, and I was confident of that. So let, you know, and, and it's arbitrary, but it's just kind of like, you know, okay, that's, I don't know why it just, everyone gloms onto, I want to, you want to get the four hour mark. Mm -hmm. So I said, let me try and run according to feel. Okay. And just, just go and just see how that does. See how far I can, because my assumption going in was, if I run by feel, I I probably will hit the wall, um. But that can I can learn a lot from that. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I started off running nine, ten miles, like nine oh nine, nine oh eight, a couple of eight. 50 miles, I think, were in there. So um, I was kind of tracking that four-hour pace uh, and the whole thing. In fact, I got through half marathon at 201-something. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, inevitably, as I suspected would happen, I hit the wall. But what I loved was I didn't hit the wall until almost mile 23. Okay. Oh, okay. That's so, um, So that was really encouraging for me. And that's it because the way I, I've kind of looked at it is, okay, I know this is where I hit the wall. 
and I took a lot of mental notes on how I felt mm-hmm. and like what that effort level felt like. And I said, okay, now I know what that feels like and how that's where I'm going to end up. I can diet. I can take that and dial it slightly back because by the next time I run a marathon, I anticipate to be in much better shape again. Okay. Um, you know, I intend to, you know, I don't plan to stop running anytime soon. And I would like to go, I think next year I would like to try and break the four hour mark. Um, so, you know, I can't use the result of Chicago to say, oh, here's the pace to run. Okay. I got to judge it off of effort. So, um, all those mental notes, um, are really helpful for that. And, uh, yeah, because I think if I had dialed it back 10, 15 seconds per mile, um, you know, I might have been able to actually hold that through the whole race. Right. You know, and in which case I would have finished, you know, under 915, um, you know. Well, last time we talked to you, we, you had brought up your thyroid issue, which you had yes. just figured out. Did you, and you were a little worried about how that might oh, yeah. affect it. Did you notice anything or was it for the most part okay? Um, it, it did not it seem to affect me at Chicago um, as far as I could tell. Um, it did, uh, it did, it really, I didn't even notice it that much in recovery. I was worried though. Okay. So, that's good though. That's, that's yeah. great. Yeah. That's kind of what, exactly what you want. Yeah. I was really, I was worried that was going to be a big problem. And, uh, fortunately it, 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 it ended up being fine. Um, so yeah, that was good. Good. So Chicago went pretty well. Got a lot of good notes out of it. Yep. What did you notice different in your in your your race after that? <laughs> oh, that's that's a sound. Okay. <laughs> so um, so to set the stage for this race, this is um, this was the this was just a couple days ago. This is the last dot standing, which okay. is another ten junk miles race, and um. It is a last man standing race. Oh my so God. what? No, 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 no. Back up, back up, back up. Yes. Last man. So you basically just all run in a circle, falling over until somebody's. <laughs> I'm. I, I, it's a little more structured. If you've ever yes. seen the movie Midsommar, I'm suddenly picturing the dance where they choose the May Queen because they all just dance around one another until one of them, you know, they all drop. <laughs> so uh, and then whoever stands is the May Queen. So Bob, are you the May Queen? I am not the May Queen. Oh, that's okay though. Yeah. We, you can do it next year. Um. Now, I, so, the last dot standing. Um, the rules, so, uh, last man standing or a backyard ultra, um, it, the, the concept is you run, uh, you run laps, um, or as it's called in it, a yard. Okay. And um, each yard is 4.2 miles. Okay. Um, and... So for the the last dot standing, it was there were two endpoints that were four point two miles apart from each other. You could also have like an out and back, um, in other ones, but or a loop, um, if you got the right geography. Um, but so this one out and back. So you know the way it starts is seven a.m. Everyone lined up at endpoint one. Horn blows. 
you run, you have an hour to get to the other one. Okay. At the start of the hour, at the next, at the other end point, you must be standing in a box at the start line. Okay. If you are not standing in the box to start the start line, you're out. Okay, okay. So, um, and then this just repeats forever and ever until... <laughs> back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> until no one's left. Now, going into this, I knew damn well I was not going to win this race. Um, I knew I w- had no chance of being a contender, but I thought it would be fun to do um, and, you know, trying to hit that, that pacing is a hundred, a hundred miles in, um, a hundred miles in 24 hours. Okay. Which is about the pace I'm targeting for the first half of Tunnel Hill. So I was like, okay, this'll be good. I mean, I can practice pacing and, um, uh, for the first half and, you know, it'll just be a good time. And, um, my original plan was only to run 50 K. Okay. Or, you know, somewhere plus or minus a couple miles. Oh, Bob, did something happen? Did, were they you presented with something that made you think you should go a little further? Like something shiny and dangly and shaped yeah. like something. We're, okay. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's a safe space yeah. to talk about this. So, <laughs> you know, uh, a couple weeks before the race, the race director posted something online that he had ordered medals for 50-mile finishers. And I was like, oh. I had seen your Instagram post, and then like, and then I saw the message you sent me. And your message was like, oh, you know, I was only going to run like the 24, but... I mean, like, we get a medal if you do 50. And I was I was like, motherfucker, I saw your photo already. I know what you did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I am both impressed and horrified yet again. Um yeah, my my training plan for that for last last weekend was to run like twenty four and twenty four on Saturday and Sunday. Um and you know, so uh, I heavily modified my training program uh, <laughs> along, along the course of the year. But um so yeah, I was like, okay, I'll run the fifty K and then I said, you know what, I'll run that and then I'll walk the other 16 miles. Okay. Okay. Just, I don't want to, I don't want to run. I don't want to run them and then potentially really beat myself up. Um, but you know, I can walk for a few hours and, and that's fine. So, um, and largely it turned out to be, uh, you know, it, it, um, you know, it was fine. The, the, now, so I got through seven yards, mm-hmm. and it was trying to finish the eighth yard that I ended up dropping. Okay. When I was just like, you know what, it's not worth it for me to to push myself through um, because you know I just I don't want to ruin Tunnel Hill. Was it mostly fatigue that, or could you could you feel like if I push myself, I might injure myself here? It was it was fatigue. Okay. Yeah, it was like. I I could push through this. Um, I could run it out, but it's just not. And it, what was annoying was it was, um, it was unseasonably warm and very sunny, and I didn't. I personally didn't adapt to it very well. 
Um, well, this is because God, if I remember this right, it was in like the high seventies. Yeah, which is really unusual for for October right now. But yeah, we had a very strange weekend. Yeah, it was it was unusually warm. Uh, I mean, it wasn't hot by any stretch of the imagination. As much as I want to joke that it was hot, it wasn't hot. It just, you know, you you just I was used to fifties, and suddenly it's seventies, and it does mess with you. Um, well, especially at this point when we were finally starting to get used to the the temperature drop and the right. chillier weather, and to have it spike back up, you know, it messes with you. Yeah. Well, and and your body acclimates the heat. Very, you know, there there's a this heat acclimatization um, period, and like anytime you're gonna run a hot race, like you want to try and get that up. And again, this wasn't hot. It was just, you know, I I just wasn't there, and so. Um, I probably should have, if I was trying to run to 50, I would have dropped sooner. And, um, so the, the other thing the race director did was, so there were actually three races. There's a, there was the, the last outstanding, a 24 hour race or kind of two 24 hour races and then a 48 hour race. So the, the race director set it up so that if you're running the last outstanding, you can drop to the 24 or you could also drop to the 48. You just had to pay the difference in registration fee. Mm. Um, so we, uh, so, you know, I dropped to the 24. Um, I would have, I, I probably should have dropped a loop earlier. Um, and, and just kind of cruised a little more. But what I found what I found annoying about the, what I didn't anticipate about the format of the last dot standing, I thought it would be great for for like training pacing and, but it's just stressful mm-hmm. because you know you've got to get to the other side in X amount of time, and you're trying, you know, it, it it just ended up being a, a more annoying, um, and an added layer of stress, whereas if you know, you're running, let's say you were running that pace, but, you know, okay, this one lap is going to take a little longer. That's fine. You can make it up on the next one. Do you think if you weren't training for something, you would have enjoyed the format of this more? Because I could, I could see how this could be fun, but if I was training for something specific, I don't necessarily know if this would be where I, what I would want because it, it involves a certain amount of pushing myself in speed that I just yeah. don't necessarily need in a training program. I think, I don't know that, I think I would have enjoyed it more, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's a race format that really is only appealing to people who are contenders. Okay. Uh, so the the guy who won, um, he ended up running 116, 117 miles was the total in the end. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um. And the record for that race is 135, I think. Um, and he could have kept going. <laughs> he he absolutely could have kept going. You should. I've got a video of him sprinting into the finish. Please share that with me because I I I want to. I don't know. I occasionally like to watch people do things that are just yeah. completely out of um. Never nowhere in the stratosphere will I be able to ever do that. But it, it's it's always interesting to see it. It 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 was phenomenal to see, and it was great to be at the finish when he got there 
because I, I got to hear him talk about like how what his pacing strategy was and it was, it was just very interesting and it was cool to like every hour I'm at the start line with a bunch of really strong freaking runners mm-hmm. and um who have way more experience than me and um so I get to observe them more. Mm-hmm. I you know get to talk to them a little bit, where you could you know. And so normally, like if if when I go and run Tunnel Hill, the front runners will take off after me. I'll see them four times total, and they'll be passing me all of those four times after the start. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it you know it's um, uh, it is a. It was, it, there were things that were really cool about it. I'm glad I did it. It was a fun experience. And through the way that they administered the race, it's a, it's a great opportunity to give it a try and just see, mm-hmm. because, you know, otherwise you're, um, you know, if, otherwise if you're signing up for a last man standing race, like you don't want to drop because your, your day's done. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and for for some context, the the weekend before my race was the uh, World uh, Backyard Ultra, uh, uh, Backyard Ultra Worlds. I can't remember the exact title of it. Mm. And they, so they had people from all around the world running in it. And the format was kind of weird, um, and because they were like doing teams and there were points in. Them. Oh, okay. But ultimately, the two guys who didn't win. Mm-hmm. I'll explain it in a second. Ended up running uh, 101 yards, so something like 400 miles. Okay. Um. So that's that was like days without sleeping. Wow. Jeez. Running 4.2 miles per hour. I just, just <laughs> it, it's just mind-boggling. Oh. Days days so um and the reason neither one of them won is in order to win somebody has to complete the last lap oh oh, okay nobody completes the last lap or last yard there's no winner i see it's not like the those two guys are co-winners or or co-second no there's just no winner there's just there's this one criteria and if you didn't do it then no one wins yeah. So um it's it's kind of a, it's a, it's a it's a cool format. And it's fun. It's it's fun to watch. It's in like so after I after I bowed out, after I finished my 50, mm-hmm. I ended up volunteering overnight at the aid station. Oh, that's nice of you. Which is which sounds nice. <laughs> You're like, well, uh, there was okay, give it a minute. So <laughs> I started I started running at 7 in the morning. Which meant I got up at like five in the morning, uh, after a night of not great sleep on an air mattress in a tent. Um, they did let you like nap on a pile of t-shirts. Like what so, was what was up in the in the station? <laughs> so I got back. I thought I would get back at like nine, mm-hmm. and that would give me like two or two and a half hours to nap. I got back at like eleven. <laughs> is when I finally finished. Um, and so. I, I was like, well, shit. So I walked over, like, I finished, I walked over to my tent. I got changed and I was cold at the time. So I put on everything I owned 
and um, I got in the car. I turned on the car. I turned on the heat. I set 17 alarms for like 20 minutes. <laughs> okay. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to nod off for, ju- for like two minutes and it'll be enough to reset my clock. And then I'm going to go work mm-hmm. this aid station overnight. And so that pretty much is what happened. Like I nodded off for a second. Alarms went off. Got out of the car. Walked over to the aid station. Mm-hmm. The first like 20 minutes I was there was the longest 20 minutes of my life. <laughs> I was so goddamn tired and I was so, my stomach hurt. I like. From, from had you not eaten or you're just, it, that exhausting feeling is kicking in and I don't, you get nauseous? I don't, well, I had eaten, but you know, just junk all day. Um, and I don't know if it was just that, but I had like a couple Tums and some ginger ale and I kind of just gave it a minute, and then finally I came around, and I was like, "Okay, I can do this." And then the rest of the the rest of the 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 aid station work was great, but the first twenty minutes, and they're all looking at me like, "You're a fucking stupid idiot! You just ran fifty miles, and now you're gonna work overnight. What is wrong with you?" Okay, what was the plan here? What what are what were your thoughts here? Um, and I was just like, oh, "I wanted to volunteer," so. But it ended up being a great night um, and, uh, you know, having people come in and getting help along and and get to their goals was awesome. So, I mean, Bob, got, out of all of the, the thing that I think was like the magic bullet for me listening to you talk about this is the idea that you got to spend time with runners who are just so much better than you. Because I'm, yeah. I'm a big believer in like no matter what you're doing throw yourself a little don't make yourself like completely beside yourself with anxiety but throw yourself into a pond with people who you know are going to be better at it than you it does not matter what it is you're learning a language you're doing a sport you're writing it doesn't matter because you they will make you better yeah and it's 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 wild i didn't i think the first time somebody told me this i was like that's a stupid idea um because i was like no you'll feel so nervous about it you won't learn anything um i played roller derby for a while and what i was on the c team they had an a team and a b team and every Monday, I had to play the B team, and then I had to play the A team. And the A team would destroy us, mm-hmm. but they made us better players because right. you just you had you have to be in your A game. You have to, your head has to be in the game. Yeah. So I think that's very cool that you got to spend so much time with so many runners that yeah. were it just in and just very very good at what they're doing. Yeah, it it was it was incredible to see. Um, I learned just so much from them and I saw some nasty ass foot shit. I'm not going <laughs> um, No toenails as far as the eye could see. Oh, the blisters. The oh. blisters. Um, but, you know, it, it was it, it was a great experience and, you know, I took a lot, I took a lot of lessons out of it in general. So, I, you know, I think I'm glad I did the 20, I'm, I, in the end, I'm glad I did the last outstanding because I ended up running with a group of people who, for most of it, who I would not have been running with um, had I been on the 24-hour right from the start. Um, and I'm sure I would have found other great people, but mm. you know, I was very happy with the group that I ran with and had good conversation. Um, but, you know, like, just looking over, like, uh, the things that, be, besides what I mentioned already, things that went well, like 
I did a lot better job of preparing all my gear before in advance and not throwing stuff together at the last second. Um, as bad. Did you have any specific like clothing changes that you noticed were were better or worse, or kind of this kind of relatively the same on both on both uh, both ideas? Um, they were. I really uh, so I started the day with a pullover, mm-hmm. and I ended up putting that pullover on later in the day, or mm-hmm. once the sun went down, and that ended up being a pretty good, um, pretty good weight for that. I think I I judged that fairly well. Okay. Um. The, but I wore the same, I, I did end up wearing the same like base layer and shorts the entire time. And they, they, they were awesome. It's funny. I think like one of the first podcasts you and I did, we talked about our Hoka shoes and how much we like them. And I was talking to a coworker of mine who lives in Colorado, does a lot of hiking. And she's like, have you heard of Hoka shoes? I'm like, oh girl, yes. You're, you're preaching the converted. Did, did, <laughs> did I send you the picture of when I got my Hoka shipment recently. Was it the, 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 I'm sorry, the ketchup and mustard shoes? Are those different? No. Oh, you have a different shipment? No, you did not show me this. Oh, Oh, show me the photo. Show Uh, me the photo. Okay, hold on. We gotta (laughs) show the photo. I will explain in real time what I'm seeing. (laughs) Of when the Hoka fairy showed up at my house. (laughs) He only comes eight or nine times a year. Oh my god! Okay, okay, okay. It's just a big box, and there's just like it's like hoka, hoka, hoka. Like you just see the three boxes. Are there shoes under those shoes, Bob? How many shoes are in that box? It's just three pair. Okay, okay, but they're all they, that's such a blue. It's, it's like a robin's egg blue. Right, it's such a beautiful color. Hoka is the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, to be fair, I did return all but one. Okay, that's fair. That's so fair. it was it was a it was a shipment of like hey i want to test i want to try on different sizes mm-hmm. and um and i did wear i did wear hoka one of those pairs um to the last that standing um and it worked out pretty well okay um so i have i've ended up going up like a half size and went to a wide mm. um and that really helped um i did take a shot of malort oh my god you you you're truly you're truly a chicagoan <laughs> I, I i went so I got to the AIDS, my last turnaround mm-hmm. and, um, one of the aid workers there who, um, I, I got to talk to last time I ran a race there and, um, she's really nice. And so she saw me come in and she said, Bob, what do you need? And I looked <laughs> let her straight in the face and I said, I need a shot. I'm alert. Okay. I've got to wake, got to wake the brain up. And I think at first she was like, okay, he's joking. <laughs> and it's like no one ever asks for that if they're if they're no <laughs> and she's and i was like no 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 i need i need a shot of alert mm-hmm. and she's oh okay and so she pulled out the bottle and i'm so impressed they had it <laughs> oh they had multiple bottles of malort really yes <laughs> so they they she pulled out she's like, how much do you want and i said i don't know like a shot she poured me like half a cup <laughs> of course, yeah. She was like, you know what? I'm just gonna. He's, he, he he's needs had a hard this. day. He needs this. Let's let's blow his sinuses out and and clear the wax out of his ears. So you know, poured that, shot it, and then I felt a lot better. Like I really did. <laughs> so I and you know, I think I hung out for a minute. I had some food. I can't remember what they made for me. Um, on that one, I think a hot dog. A hot dog. Oh, okay. Earlier in the night, um, I had an entire fish fry. Ooh, which was love a fish fry. Yeah, um, you know, a good old 
Wisconsin fish fry. Oh, nice. Yeah. The fries and everything. Yeah. Ate that whole thing and then went and ran some. Um, so it, it was uh, it was overall just a really, um, you know, good time. Um, it's always funny with food because for the longest time I was so worried about barfing while running that I just wouldn't really eat like two, three hours before I would go running. Yeah. And then people would tell me like, you really should eat something, something. a little closer or at least like halfway through a race or something like that. And it took me the longest time to figure that out. Cause I was so, so nervous about yeah. like, you know, just, just hurling on the side of the road. Yeah, I know. I, I, especially in ultras cause you need, you need the fuel. Yeah. Like you your, know? your body cannot go that long without a refuel of sustenance. Yeah. It just won't do I it. I mean, and like if you're marathoning or less, it's usually like, Oh, well eat some goose. And, yeah. Huh? You know, or, you know, fancy space food. <laughs> but ultras is like, Let's pull out a fish fry. Yeah, okay, yeah. Do you burger. want a slice of pizza? <laughs> I had somebody bring like a a Burger King baking king to me at a race once. Wow, that was nice. That was amazing. But so yeah, no. Um on the way back from that last loop though, this is a funny story. Um my headphones were fine. My phone was dying. No. Two things absolutely necessary. So, Music from the phone, which involves since, the headphones. Since this weekend, I've got this fancy magnetic uh, <laughs> charger to alleviate oh. the situation. Because I, so I, I, I didn't want to play music because it would, my phone wasn't going to make it. Um, and uh, I didn't want to be without my phone. Um, so I put it in low power mode and it was just like, okay, this sucks. But the, the only problem is I kind of lost my mind. A little bit. Okay, understandable. Last four point two miles, and to um, to kind of try to amuse myself, mm-hmm. I started singing Hamilton. Okay, did you start from the beginning and like go all the way through? Or just your favorites, like, a, like mostly a greatest just, hits. Mostly just the greatest hits. Okay, that's total. You know what? That's fair. We all got. We all got. Yeah. You need something in there to kind of get you through it, and sometimes I think your brain just grabs something and puts it on a loop. Yeah. So, all right. You know, Hamilton. Good, good, good choice. Um. It can be a good choice. Oh boy. <laughs> or. You can, you know end up singing the saddest song oh, of all time no. to yourself on a lonely trail oh, with no one around. Oh, you're <laughs> crying just, while you run. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, so that must have been, a, like, if anybody saw that, I apologize. Just, like, openly weeping as you as you run. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, good time. Finished my 50 miles. Um, I did, um, you know, interestingly, I brought way too much food. Mm -hmm. Like I went to Jewel and I bought so much junk food Mm -hmm. because it was just like, uh, like, uh, you know, I could use some Oreos and some Swedish fish. Sure. And some trail mix. Yeah. You did that. You, you, uh, and some cosmic brownies. Of course. Oh God! You got You got to have the guys brownies. You know, it's just they get an astonishing amount of junk food. It sounds almost like you were going like on a road trip because you almost every yeah. time I I buy food for a road trip, I might as well just walk through the candy yeah. aisle and shove it all in my basket. I mean, I did use some of it, and like I'm not, I'm not mad. I had extra food, but it was it was excessive. Um, I definitely didn't eat enough early. 
mm. on and part of so i was doing these i was doing walk run intervals so i was running three minutes 30 seconds to two minutes walking and i had been for a while doing four minutes to two minutes mm-hmm. and that wasn't quite where i wanted to be so i i, I had started to, you know experimenting with these 332s and those were working fairly well um but something i had not done that at like beyond like 20 miles and what i noticed in this race was that i i really struggled with like eating on the go okay like i was only able to really eat at the aid stations and i know just for me like i need to i need to be able to eat in between too i just need to have snacks so having that short two minute burst of rest like really wasn't sufficient so um i i did hear from you know talking with other people there like a bunch of people running that race were doing like run a half mile walk a half mile and that gives you a lot more time to recover and also more time to eat or you know futz around do do whatever you got to do and while still moving mm-hmm. so um i experimented with actually with that last night on the treadmill and that seemed like it might work for me so i'm going to try that again on my training run this weekend okay um didn't have enough salt again it was warmer than i expected it to be i didn't put on enough sunscreen that was uh that really hurts me like once i get once you get that heat like your face is just irradiated that it's like um i really should be applying every hour Mm -hmm. for me um my watch wouldn't have made it all 30 hours i gotta futz with that let's see lots of toilet uh use in the first half of that race and um you gotta when you're running that far you gotta you gotta make sure you're lubed up down there Uh, yeah so that wasn't great uh gear we talked about my sad lap singing hamilton to myself um we talked about pacing so uh one thing that really we didn't talk about i want i just when I get to the Tunnel Hill, I got to make sure I'm using, um, getting my caffeine in me mm. um, along the way. Um, that'll make a difference. How do you do that? With like a with like a goop kind of thing? Yeah, or? the goo yeah. the goos I'll have. Or they they sell goos and caffeinated and non caffeinated forms. So I'll just get those in, and you know, you get a little bit of caffeine. Like Coke is a yeah. pretty popular Red Bull or. Um, actually, one of the things that um, I noticed when I was planning for Christmas in July, those um, you can buy those uh, Starbucks Frappuccinos in a bottle. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And those have a f- lot of sodium in them. That would not shock me. <laughs> um, so it is, uh, you know, that's something uh, I might consider. Um, I did get two blisters. Um, both of them were small, though. Um, and I think I can prevent them. At Tunnel Hill, um, which was another one of the great things about this run, uh, was running with um, a guy named Oak, Oak Miller, who is uh, damn near famous in the Ten Junk Mile world, <laughs> and he he really showed me a lot about how like, hey, here's here's how you tape it, and here's what you do, and 
and that was helpful. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like in the end, like I was, I was really hoping I'd feel better after the, like getting through that race. I suffered a little more than I thought I would. Okay. And so it was kind of like, part of me was hoping like I'd get through this and it'd be like, okay, the, you know, I, I rock this. I'm ready to go for Dental Hill and have like a good confidence boost. And I, I didn't get that. Um, Maybe it's like, okay, have you ever did any theater? They say like a ter- a terrible rehearsal means a good show. So yeah. maybe that's what it is. Like you 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 had pretty good um, rehearsals, and now you're gonna hit Tunnel Hill, and it'll be amazing. That's that's what I'm hoping for. Fingers and that's crossed. Because I mean, I've got I've got 30 hours to do Tunnel Hill. Um, okay. Is Tunnel Hill Tunnel Hill is just like a one straight shot kind of thing? It's not like you're running laps again. So it it is laps, but it's much bigger laps. Okay. Um, it's so it's a 25 mile stretch of trail. Okay. Um, so in essence, you're doing it out and back twice, but the catch with Tunnel Hill is that the start finish is in the middle. So you're running about 12 miles one way and 13 the other. Um, and then, so you got to pass start finish like four times. Um, which is kind of just a mental fuck you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes, uh, I do, it makes that like start fin. It makes it an easy place to quit. Okay. Um, Cause you're right by your car. And it's like, <laughs> uh, and you, so, you know, those, those are, you know, so like ideally like that aid station at start finish is like, Nope, I am, I'm getting out of this aid station as fast as humanly possible. I'm not going to sit down. I just want to grab what I need and go. Okay. Just keep moving. Cause as long as I, as long as I keep moving, unless I end up with cutoff problems, like I know, okay, I'm going to get to like, once I leave that, I'm good for that next leg. And then, you know, I'll have to deal with that mental hurdle again the next time I get there. But I'll be good for 26 or 24 miles. Okay. So, um, so the, yeah, so there's that, um, I, I'm, I'm trying to identify, I've got two people who might be able to come pace me. Um, and I can take pacers once it gets dark. Okay. Uh, so, um, we'll see if I can get, uh, someone to do that. And that would be like, it'd be nice to get some, like a crew person down, but more, I think pacing, um, is a bigger deal. Um, so I mean, yeah, this is, we're close now. Ah. So how many days? 16 is that we said? 16 days. 16 yeah. days. It's like, it's like one of those, uh, movies where we're getting close to Christmas and you just see like people ripping the calendar off. <laughs> yeah. I was saying to someone at work today, I was like, I'm trying not to let it like consume my every waking <laughs> moment. And so I can actually, you know, work and, and work. Somebody <laughs> should make like an advent calendar, but every day is just a new pair of Hoka shoes. So you oh, open it and be like, oh my God, <laughs> these ones are blue. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Hoka, you make me happy. No, <laughs> no I got the, 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 the ones I did show the, 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 um, the ketchup and mustard ones, <laughs> uh, Saucony Endorphin Speed 2s. Okay. Um, it's just a stupid price on them. 
Like, yeah. Saucony must have made way too many of those shoes. Because okay. normally they sell for $160, and they've been, like, clearancing them at 70 That's shocking, actually. Uh, and so that's why I picked up two pairs. Nice. They're the shoes I wore for Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do, I really like running them when it's, it's, uh, when I'm planning to go fast and continuous run. Um, I don't want to, you don't want to wear them when it's, um, when you're going to be walking a lot, Okay. but, uh, it is a, you know, so that's, that's what those were. Um, so I should be good on roads shoes for, for quite a while now. Um, but yeah, so coming up on it um you know i'm i'm looking i'm looking forward to it um uh, yeah i'm nervous okay for sure yeah um and uh you know i know i generally walk slow um so i i figured out i did the math if i can make it to 50 miles in under 12 hours mm-hmm. or at by 12 hours like I could walk out and finish. Okay. It'd be tough, but you know, I could do it. Okay. If you know, I would ideally be running from there's no way like I'm not gonna have a stretch of that race where I'm just walking. But hopefully, um I can be doing some level of intervals for most of the race. So I mean, you've trained enough. You are definitely, I think, prepped for this. I, I would be very interested to talk to you afterwards to see how it all went because you've been aiming for this for the last couple, the last, I mean, year, I would say. Yeah, almost, yeah about almost. Okay. Yeah. I signed up in December. Okay. So I think because that's, yeah, that's when registration went live. Okay. I think. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, it, it, it's I don't know where I'm going after this and oh yeah that's a good question I really don't know I I know I have the St. Croix 40 in January Mm -hmm. which is a a 40 mile winter ultra Um, but I don't have anything on the count I don't have anything booked for next year you kind of though talked about how next year you're gonna pair the miles back a little bit to, to focus on a few other things I'm going to definitely pare down the number of races. Okay. Um, I, I fully recognize I did too many races this year and too many, <laughs> too many long races. Got a lot of cool t-shirts about that. I did get some cool t-shirts. Um, and, and not all of them, you know, what I, what I realized is there wasn't any race that I, I didn't like or really didn't enjoy, but you know, some of them were like, okay, I did this, I kind of flew into this without really a good reason to do it or, you know, I like I, I could have made different decisions. Um, so I'm, the plan is for next year, or at least the framework, is th- no more than three big races. Okay. Um, and I've got one in January and then I'm planning for, one in the fall, which I'm gonna apply for New York. I wow, I, I didn't know that. Okay, good I luck. I won't. I won't get in. Be cool if you did though. It, it will be cool. The odds of getting in are very low. It's a lottery, and mm-hmm. I think the odds are like one in five. Okay. So it's not impossible, but not terrible odds. But it's it's yeah, it's not something you can count on. 
Um, and so we, uh, so yeah, I'll, I'm going to put in for that. If I don't get into that, the, the plan is to do the Door County Fall 50. And I I would almost just say, screw it. I'll just do the Fall 50 mm-hmm. and just be done with it um, because I do really want to run that race. I love running up there. And I just think that would be a cool race to do. Um, but I do also really want to do New York. And I they're too close together. Mm. And they're too, you know, they're, they're both road races, but the distance is so different. Um, I would want, if I'm, if I'm going to run New York, I want to run that as like, be able to go and really run that hard. So, um, you know, I figure I'll just, I'll put in for it. I won't get in. Mm-hmm. If I do get in great. And then I'll always be able to get in Door County fall 50. So, you know, if that had to wait one more year, it wouldn't be, you know, the worst thing in the world. Makes sense. But, um, but then that leaves a gap that leaves one more race that I can do. And, you know, I, I've talked about, I want to do like a half marathon training plan in the spring and really focus on like getting faster mm-hmm. and, um, spending a lot more time on my diet. So I, I could theoretically, uh, put a race sometime in the summer, um, or, you know, even like early, like, yeah, like end of summer. Uh, I'd like to try to avoid the month of July, but <laughs> uh, or even June. You know, so we'll see. Um, but I, I think a lot of it's just going to depend about, you know, what I think about after Tunnel Hill, and you know, was that is is running a hundred miles something that appeals to me for the sake of running a hundred miles, like there's a lot of hundreds that appealed to me because they're like these cool adventures and like awesome places. Yeah. That would make sense. You know, um, like there's a lot of cool hundreds in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, oh, I bet that would be gorgeous. Right. Like, uh, the Leadville hundred is, is something that interests me. Um, but it's like, Am I going to get to, am I going to get through that and see the recovery and, and think this is worth it, Mm -hmm. you know, to keep, keep pushing. So I don't know. I mean, it's not, it sounds like Tunnel Hill is going to give you a lot of information about where you kind of want to go next. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, if you're coming out of Chicago, I was like, this was a great race. I really enjoyed, um, you know, running it faster and running hard and i would like to get better at marathoning Mm -hmm. so um you know i know i know i enjoy that um that particular aspect of it but so we'll see a lot to be determined you're right um we'll see what um what comes out of tunnel hill yeah well let's get you through tunnel hill first and then and then yeah see what the rest of it does but i'm i am very interested just to chat with you next time and see how yeah. how what your thoughts are because you've you've been building this for a while oh yeah um uh i mean unsurprisingly the the episode before tunnel hill uh very you know even more focused on my training um and how things are going with me. Uh, but I, I do want to check in before we wrap up of, have you been able to run? I have been, especially with the weather being as nice as it, it's been. I've kind of, yeah. my plantar fasciitis really figured it out by uh, foam rolling, my new best friend. Yeah. Because um, it was, I think a lot of the problem was my IT pan. My, t- my T-band gets really tight. 
And that is admittedly what I started foam rolling for in the past. And I just completely fell off the wagon about it yeah. and was kind of going like, what is the problem here? Um, started, started spending a lot of time on that, stretching it every morning and have been kind of slowly making my way back up. I like, I like to be able to run at least three miles as I like to keep it at a solid 5k. That's kind of where yeah. I consider myself to be pretty in shape about. So I, I ha- I'm not quite there, but it's especially the weather has been really nice in Chicago. It's been really cool, which is my favorite time to run without being cold. So I, yeah. I have been, and it's oh, it's so nice. I just it's awesome. I'll I'll walk like I I was walking if I can't run, and it's not the same. Like it's it's fine. It will do, but it's even and I I do like to do like yoga and stuff like that to keep myself loose. But it's like it's just not the same like pressure valve release. I don't think. Yeah, I, I feel you there. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear you've been able to get out. Thank you. Like, like God bless that foam roller. Like, it's, is there anything I have not used it on yet? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. My back, my legs, my shoulders, my calves, like everything. Yeah, foam rolling, uh, it's it's incredible, like, how effective. I remember the first time I needed to use it, I went in, I was at physical therapy, and they were looking at my IT band. They're like, your IT band is so tight, we almost don't want to touch it. I'm like, is that bad? And they're like, yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> and it was the first time they're like, you got to start foam rolling. I'm like, go on, foam rolling. And the first time I did it, it uh, I don't know if, if, if you were, if you did this the first time, but it was so painful. Yes. Oh my God, just like weeping as like going inch by inch. I mean, and foam rolling always hurts, but that those first couple times, like while you're, you know, really breaking it down is excruciating. And so it's like, it's one of those things that's like, no, you just suck it up, mm-hmm. get through the first couple of them, and then it will. It's it's never gonna be like pleasant. It's never gonna be like you're the greatest thing you've ever done. No, but it's it's yeah, it's it's so worth it. Um, and you know there there are you know and there are spots that are really hard to roll. Mm-hmm. Um, like your inner thigh. Is oh tough. yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> your upper back is sometimes really difficult just because it's a it's an yeah. awkward angle. But like, I mean, uh, there's so many YouTube videos. If you were like confused on posture or where it should be placed, yeah. or even even if you're just thinking to yourself like, I'm really sore here. I wonder if there's a way I can foam roll that out. You probably can. Yeah, and in another another thing you can do, um, you know, for spots that really are just that tough to hit um do you have one of the hand wands no i uh i have a tennis ball for those instances oh the the god which is almost i don't know how but it's somehow almost worse than the foam roller okay so first of all get a lacrosse ball it's harder oh god (laughs) uh the, the yeah that's what when i when i hurt myself at disney i i went to a dick sporting good and I got a lacrosse ball and I just sat on that thing and oh my God, it was so painful, but it's amazing. Like how much pain you can endure when you're like, if this doesn't feel better tomorrow, my race is over. Mm-hmm. I just- <laughs> weirdly, weirdly ju- the tennis ball, the, the, the lacrosse ball, it's good because it's, it's small and, and it's targeted. really, it's really focused on that one muscle or that one knot that yep. you've got. And it's, it's, it, you, you I'll, honest to God, set a timer because you, it'll keep you honest yep. and it, 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 30 seconds at least. Like if you, it, it you don't, you just, you work up to it. It real, it will really help. Yeah. 
and look at take a look at getting like one of the hand guys. Mm-hmm. Um, those are those are really nice. Um, and uh, you know, they're I like it for especially if you're just sitting on the couch mm-hmm. and you just get a little roll. Oh yeah, you know, not have to get down on the ground. Um, nothing. I mean, the and like I said, there's just spots that are so hard to roll. Um, but uh, yeah, that's great. Um, that and just like stretch. I, I usually stretch every morning, but there were a few that I just hadn't been doing because I don't know. I feel like they always fall off the wagon. And you, I good. Do you do calf raises? I do. Why well, I. I yeah. I wasn't doing them though, and then remembered like remember the remember the couple of things you have to keep doing to make sure this doesn't yeah. happen and how you ignored them. Maybe put those back in. So calf raises in the morning, yeah. and then um, just really stretching out my IT band, but also then my hamstrings and like anything really every muscle in your leg, and even just kind of sitting on the couch like trying to massage my feet out, like anything that yeah. felt tight. It is amazing what like. I don't know, like a tight muscle in your in your upper leg can do to your feet, or the, a tight muscle in the the arch of your foot can do to the rest of you. It's it's absolutely maddening. Yeah, for sure. I had, you know, I had a a good bout of IT band syndrome several years ago, and like it if it messed with my um, patellar tracking. Ugh. And like so, I I was. I had the KT tape all over. Oh my yeah. Knee yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and to its credit, it, it did help. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's one of those. It's like, man, fuck. <laughs> it's like, I hate that everything is connected in my body. Ugh, right? Who designed this? <laughs> yeah. I had, I, I had one point during the race this past weekend where I went to go shrug my shoulders and my shoulders were like, <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> That's funny. You're like, no, no, yeah but um cool well you know what that means is we're just gonna have to get out for a run soon we are going to have to do that before the the snow hits and while it's still in a beautiful weather situation i mean you can still run when it snows oh can you though i mean (laughs) it turns out get out you know i've get out your cthulhu micro spikes Oh yeah. yeah, no, yeah, okay. I'll just pull those out. Yeah, just pull <laughs> them out. <laughs> Is it? Can I just use the uh, chains from my car? Same thing. <laughs> they work for the tires. <laughs> I remember last winter. I did after one of the snows. I went for a run in in the uh, the forest preserve, and they do cross country skiing there. Mm-hmm. But you know, I stayed away from their tracks. And but everyone just looking at me like, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> And it was admittedly the hardest thing, but didn't your eyelashes freeze shut? If I'm remembering that correctly, uh, there was the one night because I did a couple of late night runs mm. and uh, in the cold, and it was yeah. I had this a couple of pictures of me, my face just completely, completely frozen. I mean, uh, we we actually just got signed up with um a gym membership through my insurance oh nice where are you going uh we're going to anytime okay right okay that's a good one uh what's cool is like getting it through the insurance there's a whole bunch of gyms you can go to mm-hmm. um but yeah the the anytime which is literally uh a minute and a half from the house um so and they're open anytime so when i need when i've got like a 30 mile training run and uh <coughs> You know, I have to start at like 
two in the morning to get that done, like I can just I can go over there. I don't have to necessarily be wandering the neighborhood. <laughs> um, and I that's wa- good. That's good. An indoor an indoor section. I and I do like just want to catch up on TV. <laughs> oh my god, I haven't watched anything in I swear to God months. Yeah. Every time I think like I should go watch a TV show, I my body instead goes. But what if we went to bed instead? What if we went for a run? What if we went for a run? What if we get to do that? Well, could I run and watch TV at the same time? Yes. You could. You could I'm make that happen at any time fitness. <laughs> yes. So I'll catch up on that. And I, 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 I like running outside um, no matter really what the weather is. But, you know, sometimes it is really just a lot more convenient. To well, go especially with how icy I think it gets sometimes. Ice is the only thing that really bothers me. And then last night I went partially because we just got the membership literally yesterday. And... um. And then, but it, you know, it was raining and there's tons of leaves on the ground. I was like, this is recipe for. Oh yeah. That's a recipe slippage. for a broken ankle. Yeah, yeah. I was like, nah, let me just, I'll go to the treadmill. And so, mm-hmm. um, cause yeah, now it's like, I'm living, uh, now it's like, put the bubble suit on. <laughs> careful, 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 careful. So. Well, Seth, thank you uh, for joining me on this journey. Oh, as always. And, always a pleasure. Uh, you know, we're um, uh, coming up on uh, the end soon, but we're, uh, you know, keep an eye out. Uh, I'm sure, I mean, you all know I'm running Tunnel Hill. I don't know if they have live tracking. They might. Hmm. Um, they probably do. It's a pretty... It's 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 a race where um like world records are set. Okay. So which is going to be really cool because there's going to be some like really elite runners there. Okay. Um and uh Camille Heron who uh, set a women's world record there. Nice. Um she's actually going to be there as like a guest speaker. Oh, that'll um, be cool. And uh yeah, doing like a meet and greet and so nice. Um I'm looking forward to that and uh, yeah so. Um, next time you all hear from me on this podcast, um, uh, I better be having, holding a belt buckle, uh, in my hand. Uh, so, um, you know, and thank you all for listening. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this journey and, uh, you know, I will, we'll see you next time. See you Um, next time. You said 100 miles same bat time same bat channel (laughs) which channel